0: Thank you for joining us today. We hope that you receive a blessing from this program. Please watch us each Sunday morning at 9.30 for Pastor Jim's class or 10.35 for our worship service. Even better, join us in person. We promise that you will receive a warm welcome. For more information, please go to our website, gpindy.net. Now, let's join the service already in progress. Oh. treat for you this morning. The kids are going to sing for you Away in a Manger. Father, we love you, and thank you again for the opportunity we have to share and give of what you've given us. And Lord, I just pray that you'd help us to remember what this Christmas season is all about, and it's the fact that, Lord, you came to this earth to be our Savior, to die, and you was buried, and you rose again, and Lord, that's how we can really celebrate Christmas and for what it's all about. pray that you'd bless this offering now, bless the gift and the giver, we'll give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we've got uh, several specials for you this morning, uh, four to be exact. And uh, Jeff and Jill are coming to sing The Manger. And then Addie's coming to sing a great song called Behold Him. And then two special request songs, Mary, Did You Know? And also, Oh, Holy Night. So I hope that you'll just uh, uh, join in in the spirit of worship, lifting up the Lord.
1: They're putting decorations up in front of my old church The shepherds and the wise men and the hay There's Joseph and his Mary looking down at heaven's birth And the angel's saying, don't you be afraid It makes me stop and think about how you showed up down here in a humble bed made of nails and wood you could have picked a palace something more fit for a king but then the story wouldn't be as good from the highest of the highest to the lowest of the low that stable tells a story of the distance you will go for the lonely and the lost long- There's no sin at you far gone to find a Savior Lying in the manger
2: A star up in the sky is falling, all the least of these Come make your way to where your hope is found And if I'm honest, some days I feel too far out of reach but the manger reminds me love reach down from the highest, highest of the high to e- the lowest of the low that stable tells the story of the distance, distance you will go for the lonely
3: and the lost there's no sin too far gone to find a savior lying in the manger
1: just 33 years later by a rugged cross made from nails and wood.
3: And, and the, the tears, tears fill up my eyes.
1: You didn't, didn't have, have to, to give, give your, your life. But then the
3: story wouldn't
1: be yeah. as good. From the highest of
2: The table tells the story of the distance you will
3: go. For the lonely and lost, there's no sinner too far gone to find a savior. Lying in the manger. Thrill of hope, you are not alone in this moment. Behold him <laughs> the earth, for months, the earth, and the best just keep coming. He's trying to stay strong, he won't take Here come home handed in every prayer that you lift to the sky in every tear
2: save our sons and daughters. Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? This child you delivered will soon deliver you. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would give sight to a blind man? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would calm a storm with his hand? Did you know that your baby boy has walked wherever? try When you kiss your little baby You kiss the face of God The blind will see The deaf will hear And the dead will live again The lame
3: will leap, The dumb will see The brave
2: Will one day rule the nations Did you know that your baby boy Is heaven's perfect lamb And this sleeping child you're holding Is the man
4: It is the night of our dear Saviour's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining, till He appeared and the
5: I thought, uh, since it's Christmas Eve, and we hope that you all have a great Christmas this year, and uh, remember the reason for the season, we always remind you, and I know good Christians, they don't forget that, they're they always faithful in remembering that, but uh, today I want to talk to you about something, and even one of our songs we sang about the wise men, and uh, the title of my message is, Better Late Than Never, Amen? Better late than never. Matthew chapter 2 verse 1 says this here. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. Uh, This is an important event about the birth of Christ, of course. And Micah chapter 5 verse 2 tells us that one day, and I'm sure these men had read this, but thou, Bethlehem, Ephraim, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from of old and from everlasting. In other words, the one that's going to be born is the one who is eternal, God becoming flesh. And in verse 2, uh, in this verse, it states there that they came from the East in verse, uh, not that verse, guys, uh, Matthew, I'm sorry. Matthew verse two, if you would. Chapter two, verse two.. Yeah, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem, little bit up Herod the King, there came wise men and notice where they come from, from the east to Jerusalem. Now that's a historic fact. Uh, It states in 2 Kings chapter 15, chapter 17 that the Assyrians came into Israel and took the ten northern tribes into captivity 700 years prior to the birth of Christ. Then in 586 B.C., Israel's southern kingdom of Judah was taken by the Babylonians and Nebuchadnezzar, okay, And he did it in two stages. In the first siege, uh, Daniel was one of the ones that was taken in captivity. In the second siege were other believers, and that's found in 2 Kings chapter 24. Now, in these two captivities, there were many Jews who were devoted believers. Uh, They followed Moses' law. They were the choicest. They were the most brilliant of the people in Israel. And they were scattered throughout the Babylonian captivity, and eventually they were elevated to positions of authority, like Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It states in Daniel chapter 2, verse 47 through 48, the king answered unto Daniel and said, Of a truth it is that your God is a God of gods and Lord of kings and a revealer of secrets, seeing thou couldst reveal this secret. Then the king made Daniel a great man and gave him many great gifts and made him ruler over the whole providence of Babylon and chief of the governors over all the wise men of Babylon. So even though they were in captivity, the, the brilliant ones, I believe the God-arranged ones were elevated to positions that were very high in that nation, just like Joseph was in Egypt, right? Well, years later, some of these Jews that were taken to captivity were permitted to return to Israel, like Ezra, Nehemiah, and they went back to Jerusalem to rebuild the temple, to rebuild the walls, to rebuild the gates, because that's what protected the city from enemy coming in, and so on. I just heard last night, Carol and I did on TV, uh, some Jewish people were at the Wailing Wall with actor John Voight. He's a Jewish man. And they said, until we see you, we'll be building the third temple. They're getting ready for it already. It's interesting. But also, only Jews, as Jews can do, many became prosperous. And the majority of them, instead of going back to Israel, they were prosperous in their businesses, had their families, and so they remained scattered throughout the land. Most believing Jews knew Daniel's prophecy, that from the handwriting and commandment of Cyrus to, the, uh, to go back and rebuild the walls and Messiah's coming would take, 483 years. They knew that. So they had an idea when the coming of Christ ought to be. So at the time of Christ's birth, these believing Jews, they were watching, some of them, they were expecting Christ. Now, follow me here. I don't think these wise men were astrologers, magicians, or sorcerers. I believe they were believing Jews who had studied the scriptures and knew the times. And as a star appeared, they together began to march toward Israel's Jerusalem in order to worship him. Then in Matthew chapter 2 there, verse 2 says this here. Saying, they're at Jerusalem, saying, where? is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When arriving in Jerusalem, they were excited. Being excited, they began to inquire, where is he, this newborn king? It's interesting, his entrance in the world. One time, the first Adam came into the world and he failed. Now we have the second Adam coming into the world, in the person of Jesus Christ. And notice this, there were some in Israel that were watching for for the birth of Christ, like Simeon, Anna. Luke chapter 3, verse 15 says this here, And as the people were in expectation, and all men mused in their hearts of John whether he were the Christ, so they were looking for him. They were expecting him to come on the scene. And these wise men, as they come into Jerusalem, they assume everybody else would be excited. King of the Jews is going to be born. Verse 3 says this here. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, now get this, and all Jerusalem with him. Now why would Jerusalem be upset about this? You need to remember Israel's spiritual status at this time. They were apostate. They were horrible. And that affected the Jewish leaders. They allowed their flesh's greed and their positional power to take over where they would not relinquish that to any other king. Herod, he was a wicked man. That's an understatement. He was cruel, deceiving. Jealous, a murderer, deranged. You say, was he that bad? Well, he had 10 wives. That shows he was crazy, first of all. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) He killed his favorite wife, her mother, her grandmother, three of his own sons, and soon he's going to be killing all children under the age of two in the area. He's a wicked man. Now, it says all of Jerusalem, they were troubled. Now, personally, I don't think that only three wise men could do this to an entire city. I personally believe there were more wise men than just three. We think of three because of the three gifts, but it does not say three at all. And the fact that these were men They had substance, they had to have servants, they had treasures with them, so they had to have a lot of guards with them in order to help protect them to cross the wild desert journey. So arriving in Jerusalem must have seemed like an army invasion at the moment when all these people come riding in. And then verses 4 through 8 says this here, and when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, Herod, he demanded them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, <laughs> knew some scripture, for thus it is written by the prophets. And thou, Bethlehem, and the land of Judah, are not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor. They're misquoting scripture, but they're acknowledging the birth that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, this king, who's so cruel, when he had privily called, privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, "Go and search diligently for the young child, and when you have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. How do you see this King Herod and his advisors do it? They're lying and they're deceiving. You see, Herod's fearful and jealous that another king could replace him. So he tries to hide this feeling from all these wise men. And he lies. And he says, listen, you find him, we'll come and we'll worship him too. As Herod asked for the timing when they saw the star, in his mind he's plotting to take that information to be able to go and find Jesus and kill him. Verse 9 says this here. When they had heard the king, they departed and lo, the star, which they saw in the east, went before them till it came and stood where the young child was. The wise men are told to go to Bethlehem, and on their way, the star reappears to guide them to Christ, where Christ actually is. So here we have a star that appears, disappears, and then reappears again. Now, if that star were just a ball of gas in the universe, why didn't it always shine? How could it lead people to Christ? So the answer, very simply, is that it's more likely that it's an angelic presence that led them. Angels in the Bible are sometimes called stars. Job 38 verse 4. Where was thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? Declare if thou hast understanding. He's talking about creation. Verse 6 and 7. Whereupon are the foundations thereof fastened or who laid the cornerstone thereof? When the morning stars sang. Who's the morning stars? It's the angelic hosts sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. So Stars or angels can be stars. Revelation chapter 1, verse 20, the mystery of of the seven stars, which thou sawest in my right hand in the seven golden, golden candlesticks, the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches. You see that? So the star is an angel presence. It could be an angel or some manifest presence of God to lead them. And evidently, they were the only ones who saw it. Others didn't see it, but they saw that. Then verse 10 11 says this here. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down, and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold, and frankincense, and myrrh. There we see, probably in their thinking, no doubt, they saw the evilness of the king. And they were willing to follow that star there. But I want you to notice in those two verses, when they arrive, Jesus is in a house, Jesus is a young child, about 18 months old. There's no babe, no stable, no shepherds, no angelic host. Christ is not in Bethlehem. And that's why the star appeared to guide them from where they were, Jerusalem, to take him where Christ was. Now, a question comes, well, where is Christ here then? Well, think. Luke chapter 2, verse 21-22. And when eight days were accomplished for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the days of her marriage purification according to the law of Moses were accomplished they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. After Mary's purification the law required 40 days 40 days for her purification. After that they go up to present Christ in Jerusalem and Simeon, right? Simeon, he's the one who holds him up and makes that great prophecy. And then to offer a sacrifice up in Jerusalem at the temple for Mary and her cleansing. It states in Luke chapter 2, verse 23 and 24, as is written in the law of the Lord, every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said of, in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And so Mary goes up and she offers a sacrifice for her purification. Now, it's at that time after she presents the Lord, then after she offers sacrifice, it's at that moment they return to Nazareth to their hometown. Nazareth is a number of miles, a few miles away north of Jerusalem. Luke 2.39 says this here. And when they had performed all things according to the law of the Lord, they returned into Galilee to their own city, Nazareth. You see that? Now there they go back home. And it's there. It's here in their home, I believe, the wise men came to and saw Christ in a house with a young child about one and a half years old, they give him gifts of gold, frankincense, myrrh. Gold for a king, frankincense for a prophet, or for a priest, and myrrh for a prophet. In verse twelve, then it says this here, and I'm about done. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed the wise men into their own country, another way. God in a dream warns the wise men not to return to Herod, but go home another way. God is protecting them. And they don't tell anybody where Christ is. And then something happens unusual, I think. In verse 13 and following, it says this. And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeareth to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother and flee into Egypt and be thou there until I bring thee word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy. When he arose and took the young child, his mother by night, and departed into Egypt, and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt have I called my son. God also protects Mary and Joseph and Jesus. God told them to flee even from Nazareth to Egypt for safety until King Herod dies. And I think it's amazing being poor, they didn't have a lot of funds, right? But God knows how to meet one's needs prior. And they had received that gold and that perfume was valuable. And that would allow them to go down to Egypt and to be able to live for a while. Hosea chapter 11 verse 1 says this, When Israel was a child, then I loved him and called my son out of Egypt. When Herod and his cronies finally die, Christ, God calls Christ out of Egypt to get back to Israel now. And then the last verse, verse 16, then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked, the wise men didn't return, of the wise men was exceeding wrath and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem and in all the coast thereof from two years old and under according to the time which he diligently inquired of the wise man. He was a ruthless man, wasn't he? And that's why God protected protected the wise men and Joseph married and especially Christ. And as you look at this story that we usually mention for Christmas, when in reality they got there later, we notice some lessons. One, God behind the scene works to fulfill his purpose. If you will look in your life, I'm sure... There are some things that could have happened to you, never happened to you, or he provided for you in a supernatural way, whatever. But God has worked in your life. Another lesson is God does honor the believer who's willing to stand for his word. You think of Mary, Joseph, the wise men, Simeon, Anna, They all believed and trusted what God's Word said, and they were honored. And then third, as a believer, we're often protected by God. You look back at your life, and many of us here today should have already been dead. How many could say that beside me, right? But God. I even remember as a little lad, I was... Little kid, I was up on this roof and I fell off backwards. Now, you know when you fall back, you lose all equilibrium, balance, thinking, all that. And I fell, and on the edge of that roof was a little nail sticking up and caught my gene. And I'm hanging there. And the guys came and helped me. But you think about things like that. I can think about the time... I got up early in the morning, like 3.30, 4 o'clock. I had to go in early. I was a concrete finisher, and we had a big job to do. And I'm at Whiteland Road in Tracy. I'm at the stoplight. I'm waiting for the stoplight to turn, and I'm listening to some music. And I think it was uh, 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 Harrison of the Beatles singing My Sweet Lord. Some of you old timers might remember that. And I'm there, and I'm listening to that and the light turns green. And I remember I started to put on the gas and I didn't for some reason. And about that time, this big semi comes flying through there. Boy, my my foot started shaking right then about that time. But you look back, we have a God who protects us. And many of us, he has done that. And then also another lesson, At times, God does use other believers to meet our needs. You know, if it weren't for others, Carol and I would never be where we are today in life. We've been blessed, and it's not always been easy. But I've always had people who come through who have helped us throughout our life. And I hope that we help other people too in different ways and i'm sure in your life there's been those people who stepped up whether it's a mom, dad, grandparent or a friend that uh, stepped up to try to help you in your life too and also i learned the lesson is satan always puts obstacles in our path when we try to live for god and boy he was putting obstacles in these wise men's path and mary and joseph and them and then the last thing i want to mention The reason for the season is that if I can keep my pants up, (laughs) the reason for the season (laughs) is to come, fall down, and worship him. And that's what the wise men did, didn't they? They fell down to worship him. I know that December 25th is not the birth of Christ. We understand that. As a matter of fact, if you go back to Zacharias and Elizabeth, Mary's cousin who was pregnant with John the Baptist first, God told him she was going to be pregnant. When he was serving his stench, he would would go to the temple twice a year. And you can measure from the time that was prophesied you can measure that, okay, to the time Christ was born, actually. And you'll come to the conclusion that Christ was not born in December, but Christ was conceived in December. He was actually born in late September or October. That's actually when he was born. So all I'm saying is, There's a lot of things that tradition has brought in. But if we just keep the true element of Christmas, Christmas, that it's about Christ, God's only son, who loved us so much that he came to this world to be born of a virgin and in a tiny seed God placed that into the womb of Mary And she was the container, the vessel of God in flesh and brought him forth for life. And the whole purpose was because he loved you and he loved me. And so this Christmas, let me just encourage you, don't forget the Lord, not to put you on a guilt trip, but just, hey, I know we get wrapped up. I do. I get wrapped up, kids coming over, presents, And kids coming over and more presents and get excited. It's great to be together, is it not? But underneath it all, let's don't forget Christ, who he is, and why he came. Father, we love you. Thank you that Christmas is tomorrow. Thank you that this Sunday, this church service can be on Christmas Eve. Thank you for the good music. And we should fall on our knees because of who you are. And so, God, I just pray that you'd give these people a wonderful Christmas. I do pray that they would remember you by reading a portion of Scripture, by singing happy birthday, by doing something to remind everybody, yes, we're excited, but always remember it's about Christ. In Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen. Thank you for coming today on this Sunday, and it's good to see a number of visitors and family members. Hope you have a great day tomorrow. We love you. God bless you.
0: We hope you received a blessing from today's service. We would love to have you visit with us in person. For more information, please visit our website at gpindy.net or contact us by phone at 317-535-3512. For more options to watch, just click On Demand on the website. Until next broadcast, may God bless you is our prayer.